those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word and thrive in Christian living. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, courses, and more. Welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. I'm Mentor Mama, and today's episode is a testament to the power of resilience, God's love, and the human spirit. In the depths of grief, navigating the loss of loved ones as a Christian can really seem insurmountable and and leaves us with a longing to search for help through others who have experienced similar loss and can help guide us through and point us to the path of healing. Well, today we are honored to welcome Justin and Stephanie Boyce, who have been gracious enough to share and join with us and share their deeply personal experience of losing two children, Jaden and Brooklyn, to a rare genetic disorder. And in the wake of those tragedies, we see how God was at work. Justin and Stephanie experienced a desire to connect to others who were well acquainted with their kind of suffering and could provide an understanding of how they weathered the storm and emerged with a unique and healthy perspective on such a profound loss. Justin and Stephanie have encouraging words to share with us that grief is significant, but not the defining whole. And they're going to share how their experience can give you or someone that you love a framework to take small steps on your own journey of healing. We will also hear about their experience today as it has led up and contributed to their work at the Oak Center in Retreat in Southern California. I'm going to start with Justin. So he is the dedicated general manager of the Oak Center. He brings a wealth of hospitality experience to the Oaks. And with a passion for curating transformative guest experiences, he leads a committed team in creating a sanctuary where relaxation and personal growth seamlessly converge. Justin's journey into the world of wellness began with a deep curiosity about the intersection of mental and physical health. Justin's approach is characterized by a deep commitment to helping individuals harness their inner strength optimize their health, and elevate their performance. Stephanie Boyce is the Oaks Retreat Director, creator of the Oaks Retreat Signature Framework, and founder and therapeutic coach at Inner Sanctuary Home. She received her degree in psychology and community health and holds certifications as an experiential therapist, spiritual director, yoga instructor, mind-body coach, and wellness counselor. She has received additional training in integrative somatic parts work and psychodrama modalities and has prior experience working with domestic violence, pediatric hospice, and church ministry. She also enjoys her collaborative relationship serving on the team as a therapeutic coach at Radical Wellness 
company in San Clemente, California. Stephanie hosts workshops, retreats, yoga instruction, and therapeutic coaching for individuals and groups. Blending her creative passions, life experience, and training, she loves holding space for others to get curious, dig deep, and live well. Please welcome Justin and Stephanie. Hi. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm I'm just so honored that you guys would join us. I want to give our listeners just a tiny glimpse into kind of behind the scenes. Um, I had the privilege of meeting Justin one day at the gym, and um, your aunt, I guess, was the one who said, Ellen, I know someone that you need to talk to and have on the podcast and she shared a little bit of your story and I just knew it was meant to be and so having you guys here um, I, I really appreciate it why don't we just start out with you sharing a little bit about your journey and experience and navigating the loss that you experienced yeah sure I, I can start um, first off thanks for having us on it's a, it's an honor to be a part of what you're doing here. So thank you. Um, yeah, our journey began back in 2002. Stephanie and I were both in college at Eastern Illinois University. Um, we met and started dating and um, got married in 2004. Um, had our first child, Jaden, in 2006. Um, built our own home. Stephanie worked for the church. I worked for our family business, and um, life was really good. Like we kind of had um, everything that we were looking for. Like the American dream was, we're kind of checking off all the boxes. And then we had our had our daughter three months or three years after our son, and it was like we have our son, we have our daughter, we have our house, we have our white picket fence. Um, <clears throat> everything was great. Um, couldn't uh, ask for anything more. Um, and then in 2009, um, our world kind of crashed. Um, we noticed some delays in our son's uh, cognitive abilities. He wasn't keeping up with his peers as far as development development goes. Um, so we just did some random tests with the doctor to just see if everything was okay. And um, at first it seemed like... Uh, he would catch up with everybody else and not to be, we shouldn't be too concerned. And then, um, our pediatrician said that we should probably go see a specialist, um, just to see if there's anything related to why he's not, um, meeting some of the, the milestones that he should as a three-year-old. And, um, we, through a series of tests, um, our son was diagnosed with a rare genetic disorder called San Filippo syndrome. And, uh, the diagnosis was not good. Um, basically, he would develop uh, normally for a few years, and then he would kind of plateau, and then he would regress. Um, life expectancy for children with this um, disorder is about 10 to 20 years. Um, and then they also said, we should probably also have your three-month-old daughter tested for the disease as well. And after about three weeks of waiting for results for her um, test, 
her she also be, uh, was tested positive for the disorder, and so our mm-hmm. um, our perfect American dream had been shattered. Um, we learned within three weeks of being diagnosed with our son's disorder that our daughter would also um, have the same fate as our son. Um, so we would uh, have to learn how to navigate uh, the, the world of special needs and then the world of knowing that your children would die and that you would have mm-hmm. to um, plan a funeral for um, your children, which is the a nightmare for any any mother or father and mm-hmm. uh so we had to learn how to navigate life um in this completely new world and then the sense of urgency also like you, you have to navigate special needs um maybe i should first also explain a little bit about the disorder too just to help our your um, listeners understand a little bit more um so they basically uh, are born without an enzyme that uh, breaks down a, a sugar called heparin sulfate, and that without that enzyme, the um, the sugar builds around the central nervous system and brain, and it delays all the cognitive abilities. So the brain starts to misfire. So um, you uh, can only develop so far, and then all the development regresses, um, and then you lose your ability to walk. You lose your ability to talk. Uh, sleep becomes an issue. Um, you lose your ability to even eat. Uh, the children had to be put on G-tubes so that we could feed them intravenously. Um, and then it's, a, it's just a slow progression until the body just completely uh, shuts down. And so you watch every milestone your child makes and then unfortunately also watch them lose that milestone as well. So, um, uh, completely, um, heartbreaking to watch those things unfold with your, with Mm -hmm. your children. Um, so we, yes, we had to learn how to navigate, um, a completely new life, one that, uh, was not invited, uh, but yet was the story we were given. And, um, we wanted to learn how to thrive in that story instead of just feeling like victims of our own story. We wanted to like actually live a real well-meaning life while they were alive. Um, and obviously after their deaths as well. Steph, would you like to add anything to that? Mm-hmm. I think you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's certainly not, um, what you ever want to hear, um, about people that you love. Um, and you're right, Justin, there was a a moment, um, for me specifically when Brooklyn, uh, received her diagnosis and we gathered the family together and everyone was crying and Jaden at three years old thought it was a party and he was running around and, and he was excited to be there and be alive. And, Brooklyn was in her car seat, just smiling. And, um, it was in that moment I realized like, I'm not going to let San Filippo destroy us, which is the the disorder. Um, 
-hmm. that we were going to thrive, that we were going to live beautiful lives for as long as we had them and they would lead the way. Um, and I think that set my trajectory differently. I, I, I never really asked why. Um, I just believed that why not? Suffering is just part of this world. And although I didn't want it, um, I wouldn't be defined by it. Mm -hmm. And I think for, for me, I thought I could be sad w when they pass. But um, for right now, we're going to go make memories and we're going to take pictures and we're going to do our best to make their lives amazing. And in fact, they made our lives amazing. Mm -hmm. And there were so many things that we've learned along the way. There's so many blessings that they've given us. And, um, I know we'll get into this a little bit more, but I just, I believe love continues. So if we really have faith, um, that this isn't the end. And so we not only appreciated every moment we got with them, but we continue to move forward with them. And, um, that has been a hard fought journey and perspective is one of those things you have to fight for every day. And many yeah. days and many moments, I didn't have it. Um, <clears throat> I got lost in the longing. But um, I think looking back now, we're five, six years away from their passings. And we've learned so much and we can see so differently. Um, <clears throat> and our story has been the thing that has allowed us to um, enter into other people's suffering in a very mm. unique way. And um, way, and it's so um, humbling and honoring to walk alongside other people in their suffering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and truly, um, when you have gone through that experience, if I was in coming into that, there probably would no be no one that I would rather talk to would be to talk to someone like you who had done that. You know, um, one thing I want to share with you is that so uh, Justin and Stephanie um, used to live in the town that I live in, and um, we went to two different churches, but both um, kind of well known in our community. And honestly, I didn't know you then, but I can remember someone who went to the church you did telling me about your story and how amazing of a family that you were and how it um, you did navigate this. And what I, what I think is so interesting is I didn't put that connection together until after being at the gym, I was like, oh my goodness, that's the same story. So um, I, I think that you've done it so beautifully well that imagine in the community, um, that people are able to see that um, and it gives them hope if they're going to have to go through um, other hard circumstances. Tell us a little bit about how you relied on your faith, how it, uh, it helped you and evolved through the ex experience and even the, the, your local church, how they helped you. Yeah, I can go first. Um, so there's like two parts to that for me um when, when our children were diagnosed that was actually the um the rougher season for me than actually after they died um i uh became really depressed um didn't even want to 
connect with my children anymore because I felt like the closer I got to them, the harder it would be. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Say goodbye to them. So I actually pushed them away um, for about a solid year um and it took some really important people in my life to um redirect my thinking um because I didn't like the person that I was and I knew that and I wanted to view things differently but I was incapable of doing it on my own um and so uh fast forward to after um, their deaths, um, I knew that I didn't want to revert back to how I um, initially reacted to their diagnosis. I wanted their, I wanted to um, live my life uh, in a much better way after their deaths. So um, I spent the next, their whole, their whole, um, lives about you know our daughter died at nine our, our son died at 11 so for from diagnosis to death about 10 years or so I worked on anchoring myself uh to to prepare for their deaths um and a lot of that was um through our community um the people that did life with us and we had a community boy we had a wonderful community we had people that just wrapped their arms around us and supported us. And, um, uh, it was tremendous. Um, we couldn't have done it without friends and family, neighbors, our church community. Um, I could give you a list of a thousand people, people that came Mm -hmm. out of the woodwork that we never thought would have stepped up. And then the people that actually we thought were going to step up didn't, it was very weird. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was all the right people at all the right times. And God completely orchestrated just a beautiful support system for us. Um, so I knew that I wanted to, um, be a better version of me after their deaths. And, um, so I, I did, I, I, I heard this podcast just recently. This is, this has made a lot of sense to me. So I'm just going to kind of share, uh, this idea of gift shop Christianity, um, where you go to a national park and um, you could stay in the gift shop uh, the entire time and just see the postcards and the pictures of all the beautiful hikes and the views. Um, you could live in the gift shop and never actually go out in, into the park and experience the real beauty and nature that God had created. And um, 
so I wanted to do that. I didn't want to live in the gift shop anymore. And I really wanted to experience um, what God had um, in store for us. And he, he, this story was given to us by him. And so I wanted to completely own it and, um, and learn from these two beautiful little um, children that he had given me. And so I decided to start taking notes on two kids that could hardly put a couple words together to form a sentence. Um, and they became the greatest teachers that I will ever have known. Um, and so I did, I, I anchored myself in, 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 in the Bible and reading and, um, with trusted voices in my life and, and my, and my kids and, and watching my wife, um, raise our children. Um, so I had all these, these beautiful teachers, um, that were teaching me how to live like a well-meaning, well-balanced life. And um, so it was all of that for me. It wasn't just one specific thing, but um, probably the biggest one for me was was my children and watching them live a, a really, really good life um, mm. was probably and will be probably the biggest impact on my life ever. It, they, I see them now as like this guiding compass in my life. Um, mm. when things, when things get off track for me, um, they recalibrate me back to where I know I should get when the world starts to really pull at me and tug me in a direction that I, I probably shouldn't head in. Um, my kids redirect me back mm. and kind of put me back to true North. Um, uh, so yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing that. Stephanie, how about you with your faith experience through this? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I also want to just echo that our community and the people that showed up um, meant so much to us. Our, I like to say that our floors sagged because there were so many people that entered in when they could have looked away. And many of those were strangers. And many of those were people that said, we, we don't know what, what to do. I mean, there's no treatment, no cure. Um, how do we show up? And maybe they're even uncomfortable in the world of special needs. And, um, and yet they showed up anyway. And when I think about, um, you know, a lot of times in church, we hear, be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I think about all of the hands and feet that served our family um, well and continue to. That's the thing. There are people that are still loving us. Um, there was one random anonymous group of women. I was able to narrow it down to, I think it's a group of women um, that sent us nameless gift cards for over a decade, um, just to restaurants and, um, for gifts and things for the kids. And, um, they still remain nameless. And, um, even after the kids passed for years, they sent us things just saying, we see you and we know you and we're with you. Um, and in moments of helplessness, I think that is one of the greatest ways, um, that Jesus became flesh to us. And so I saw um, my faith expand by watching the church be the church. Mm. Um, 
and that was that was really really important to us um and we'll we'll be forever thankful by for that yeah yeah absolutely tell us about um sort of as you went through this period of um them passing and then you navigating this journey but then at the same time you're now starting to help other people who are going through that how did that work or like was there um is it just a natural process because it feels like so much of what you're doing now is this um taking what you experienced and helping others. Yeah, I think um, there were a few people right in the beginning when we were diagnosed that showed us the way. Um, I think you mentioned this earlier, Ellen, of just um, when you're in that situation, the first thing you do is go, is there anyone else navigating this? Mm -hmm. And I had two women um, in my life that by the grace of God, I was connected to through the um, national uh, society who also had children with San Filippo and um, shared a similar faith, believe it or not, which is not mm. common to just make those two people the first two people you reach out and, and meet. And um, they were just a few steps ahead. And so they left breadcrumbs and um, they were the people that I called with questions. And so it was just this natural progression of I had a hand reaching forward as they were leading me and I had a hand reaching back, um, helping new families come into this world or um, even just general suffering. I mean, we, we have so many stories of people that had different, different versions of their own suffering that um, reached out to us specifically on some kids in, in high school ministry that, that we served in. And, um, you know, I think about when you are in a place of pain um, you're looking to not be alone. <laughs> and yeah. so um, just opening eyes and, and being able to say, hey, I, hey, I see you and you see me and we can be in this together, even though our stories are different, um, I think was the biggest thing for us. So it was just natural to um, open our hands. And Justin actually shares this beautiful story. I don't know if you want to tell it, but um, of being in India and of seeing other people in um, in this leprosy colony and how they served one another and how they shared in community with one another and how that shaped kind of his perspective when it came to our kids that we were not the only ones. Um, mm -hmm. And it's it's been a joy. Like um, since the kids have passed, we actually have met um, another family and they have a daughter who had San Filippo. Um, she's recently passed and um, we had the, the high, high honor of knowing her and walking her home. Um, and so, you know, we wouldn't have ever been in that position had we not done it, um, ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's just a really beautiful portal that opens a thin space that opens, um, with death and, and very similarly with life. Um, so if you've ever been around a baby being born, um, where time just kind of stops and it feels like you're in a very thin place. Um, the same is true of death. We, 
we just, us Westerners have sanitized ourselves um, from that space because um, it's so scary and it hurts so bad. But um, if you're willing to lean in, and you're willing to step in, um, beautiful things can be there too. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't take away the ugliness of death. I think, I think the Bible got it right. <laughs> um, it is, it is awful. Um, absolutely awful. And Jesus is present even there. Yes. Yeah. The valley of the shadow of death. No fear, no evil. And I probably would say I still felt, I still feared it. <laughs> um, and I also, um, I knew, you know, I think that's mm -hmm. the thing that our experience is such a human experience. Like we were not any different than anybody else. So I'm really happy our community thought we were navigating it well, but there were many days we didn't. Um, we're just human beings. But I think there was just this, um, this willingness to lean in to moments that were difficult and I think it was because of that, um, because of, of just this trust of like, either God is who he says he is or he isn't. I mean, that was very clear yes. to me um, when all of this happened was like, I couldn't be really wishy-washy um, on anything. And so for me, it was like, okay, Lord, I know that you don't like suffering just as much as me and and yet there is an end to this story. So if I'm just looking at what's right in front of me, my human experience is saying, absolutely stop. This is awful. Like who wants their kids to suffer? Who wants to feel this pain? Um, and it was those very things that then shifted my faith because I had to then say, okay, if what I see is not the whole truth, then I must start putting my place my trust in things that are unseen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Lord, help me trust the things that are unseen. Like help me trust that there's something bigger happening. Help me trust the mystery that I will never understand. Why? Like God's math is not the same as ours. So, you know, the math of, Oh, my kids get to suffer so we can learn some lessing lessons mm -hmm. or experience blessing. Like I'm not into that kind of math. Um, for me, it's suffering is absolutely 100% awful. It's why all of creation is groaning. Um, this is not how it should be. And yet, right? And yet there's something else happening here that we just can't see. And so, Lord, I trust you in the unseen. And it doesn't take away my suffering. It doesn't take away my pain. It doesn't heal my children. Um, and yet I still place my faith in the goodness of what I can't see yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's beautiful. And uh, that is, that's a gift from God that your, your willingness to be willing <laughs> to allow him to carry you through that time. Um, it was, it was that moment of Peter's like, where else would I go? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like you have the, like you have the only thing that I feel like is accessible to me, which is eternal life. Like yes. you don't, ha I'm not getting healing. There's no cure. There's no, like, where else would I go? And mm -hmm. I get that for some people, they, they see it differently. 
mm-hmm. and I understand that piece. But for me, it was like, I have no other option. And this, this is the one that makes the most sense to me, even though mm-hmm. I don't understand it completely. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know yeah. for me as well, like I kept asking myself the wrong question. I kept saying, why me? Why me? Why me? Um, and that question was getting me nowhere except down a deeper, darker tunnel um, that I shouldn't be going. And I had to reframe that question and um, just with a one extra word, like why not me, is was the reframing for mm-hmm. me. Um, when I was able to like reframe it in that way, uh, it helped um, my perspective shift. Um, so I wasn't so much thinking about my own life and my own dreams and expectations that I had. A really big question for me, because I was so uh, completely um, broken from how I reacted to um, my, my children's diagnosis. And, um, and I felt like I was like a fake Christian. I didn't even feel like I was a Christian because um, just really had a, my theology was really bad and um, um, I couldn't understand how a good person like me who volunteered and um, did all the right things at church and did youth ministry and how, how God could give me something like this. And, um, and it, it wrecked me. And uh, so um, reframing that question was um, just a huge burden lifted off of me, one that I wasn't able to carry. Um, I don't think God ever expected me to carry it either. Um, but for some reason, I felt like it was my responsibility to carry it. And it weighed me down to where um, I was incapable of carrying it any longer. And um, so why not me was this huge shift that um, it was a process, but it completely uh, changed the trajectory of my life and how I was going to live my life well um, after um, the diagnosis and then after the deaths of our two children. Yeah, I can see how that was a pivotal time for you. Tell us then your your shift from that time in your life to where you guys are now and how that all kind of came about. I'll, I'll start with this one because this one, um, I was the uh, the slow the slow one to get on board on this ship. Uh, so our um, it was really weird. Um, our, our children died within about eight months of each other. Um, so you have all these resources, adaptive equipment, special needs, um, uh, support systems. Like our whole week was centered around all this stuff. And, and you have all this equipment in your house. And all of a sudden, as soon as they die, all of that gets taken out. Like literally the next day, every service, every piece of equipment that you were renting gets taken out of the house. All the companies come and take everything. And so everything... Uh, that you had been so used to for uh, the last 10 years is completely gone. And so like, um, I struggled with my identity. Um, 
am I not a special needs father anymore? Because all my friends and people that I hung out with and did did life with were were in that community, and uh, I struggled. Like I don't know what is next for my life. Um, so I sat for a year, going like, what? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? I'm just walking around like aimlessly. Um, confused and knowing that there's something different for me, um, but not quite sure. Um, and it was just a simple phone call that Stephanie had um, taken from a dear friend of ours that um, really answered a lot of the questions and prayers that I that I had. And I think Steph could probably tell this story a little bit better than I can. <laughs> Yeah. Um, after the kids passed, our house that had the floors that sagged felt very um, empty. It it echoed. Um, a lot of our community was just as exhausted as we were. And so it got pretty quiet around our house. And um, you'd walk by their bedrooms and it kind of felt like tombs, like they were just empty mm -hmm. rooms. And um, our community had showed up so much that they had built our house for us. Um, and so, um, we were just in this place of like, we, we don't really want to get rid of our house cause it meant so much, but like, we don't know what's next. And, um, for some of your listeners, they might know our friend, Bob Goff. Um, he wrote the book love does and everybody always, and he's just an amazing human being. Um, we've been friends with him for years and he called and he said, I bought a camp. And we said, which is not uncommon. Bob calls um, pretty frequently with big surprises like that. So we were like, awesome, Bob, like congratulations on your camp. He goes, what do you think about moving to California and helping us start this thing? And we were like, uh, when? And he's like, I don't know, next month. <laughs> so, um we, you know, got the blessing of our friends and family and Justin worked for the family business and we lived on a family road. So it was um, quite a, a big shift for us. Um, and our family was like, absolutely go. And we had no idea what we were doing, which is kind of what an adventure with Bob feels like. And we moved to Southern California. We are on 240 acres and it was an old young life camp that we were renovating into an adult retreat center. Um, <clears throat> and it was six weeks before the pandemic. And so we moved out here um, and started this grand adventure with Bob and um, his, his good buddy, Miles Adcox over at onsite workshops. And um, we just started building something and it was weird because we didn't know after we moved out here if we had jobs because of the pandemic, like who wants to gather in a pandemic? And so right. um, we started really small because the truth is people were longing for connection. And so as mm -hmm. long as the the world said we could be open and functioning, we tried our best to be. And we just started gathering people um, and listening and holding space and asking good questions. And that's how the Oaks Retreats we're born. And so now, um, we've been at it for three, we're going on to our fourth year. And, um, once a month we hold retreats and space for people to get what they need and give what they got. And it's this beautiful community of curious folks who just need rest and, um, need to kind of work through some, some good, deep questions, 
questions of transition, question of burnout, question of how am I, how am I doing at this thing called life? Um, and so it's been really, really fun. And um, we do other things out here. We hold um, like corporate rentals and church rentals. And then Bob does some of his programming and on sites out here doing deep therapeutic work. So it's a beautiful space to be. Um, what we didn't mention on this is that we have another daughter um, and she was born three years after Brooklyn. Um, and so we navigated this whole journey with her. Mm -hmm. She was five and six when her her siblings passed mm -hmm. and she's out here with us. Her name is Ellie and she's in sixth grade and she is neurotypical. So uh, we've had the journey of parenting typical and terminal living in our house. And, um, it's been, it's been quite the journey. You know, I, I always say, um, with San Filippo, like we couldn't separate the terribleness of San Filippo out of, um, the beauty of who our kids were. Um, it was, it was one in the same, like all the beauty and all of the pain were contained in one little body. Um, and so, you know, even when I hear Justin talk about our kids, like I'm, I, I wish there were more and more spaces for men, especially husbands, um, uh, to find men like Justin, um, to talk to and, um, to find support in. Cause he's, he's been on a, a journey that I'm so proud of him for going on. Um, I think a lot of men struggle with like, how do I do this? How do I, how do I serve and protect my family? Um, how do I go through hard times when, when I can't protect them? I mean, I think that was the biggest thing for him is I don't know how to protect my family. And then so for him to to be able to navigate this and share his feelings and work through his faith, and um, he's just a man of integrity. And he's a church kid, so, um, <laughs> you know, born and raised in the church. So it was it's been fun to watch his faith um, develop in such a way that has this depth and complexity to it. So mm -hmm. really proud of him, but I just want that for so many more men. Um, yeah, so. absolutely. Well, I know we're kind of, um, running low on time here and there's so many more things that we could talk about. Um, your journey has been incredible where you're at now. Why don't you just let our listeners know like where they can find you and um, maybe a little bit more about your retreat center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so if you're interested in any of our retreats, you can go to oakscenter.com and you can find our lineup there. Um, Justin also does the fitness stuff out here and does the cold plunge. We do contrast therapy. So um, if you're interested in that, um, Justin and I are always at Oaks Retreats. And um, if you're interested in me personally and working with me um, in a coaching capacity, you can find me at stephanieboyce.com. It's just Stephanie with an F. Um, and I'm sure if any of our listeners are in um, a similar position, Justin and I would honestly take a phone call and just talk with your family um especially the dads out there because so it's hard um and we know again suffering for everybody looks different um and this is like a sound bite of the last 16 years of our journey and yeah. so i'm always reluctant on a podcast to be like you know i never want it to sound like god gives you mo never more than you can handle or any sort of like sound bite that's cheesy because it's been mm -hmm. a hard fought deep journey that still doesn't have some answers and so i just respect where everybody is on their own journey 
And just to know that God is big enough to handle the depth and the questions and the mystery of your own human experience um, has been like the biggest freedom for me. Mm-hmm. So okay. thank you so much, Ellen, for yeah. giving us the opportunity and for all the listeners to just share a story. I know it's not an easy story to hear. Mm-hmm. No. But it definitely um, gives people hope um, no matter what trial that they're going through. I mean, I think you spoke of so many things, just your authenticity and being real that um, any tragedy that you're going through is hard and we all do respond to it differently. And Justin, I do really applaud you for um, saying it the way it was because I think a lot of people maybe feel guilty about having similar feelings when they've gone through their own circumstances and um, you just, you know, that, that probably is a huge weight lifted off of some people. So thank you for being so open. Of course. Well, we will definitely have all of their links in our show notes. I want to make sure for those of you who are listening that you definitely check it out. And you guys have a great newsletter. I've been subscribing it to for a while and every time I get it, I'm just kind of like, Oh, they sound so wonderful. So maybe one day <laughs> it sounds like a, a, a beautiful, a beautiful healing uh, place to be. So, and, and I teach fitness, which yeah. is like a, but it's like a um, watered down version of CrossFit. And <laughs> like Stephanie mentioned earlier, um, the contrast therapy, um, getting in the cold and then going into a hot sauna and going back and forth. I actually got, um, your, uh, coach Tanner into it. So he just Ah. recently purchased a cold plunge tank and a little one person sauna. So he's got that set up in his, in his basement. Um, Ah. yeah. So like this, this idea of like stress regulation, has been like kind of, uh, important for me, um, just living our life and having that stress, um, for so many years, learning how to like manage stress. So fitness and, uh, contrast therapy is kind of new is a new one for me, but like, um, I really have gotten into, um, learning how to regulate stress in a healthy, in a healthy Mm -hmm. manner. Um, so it's been, it's been a very fun journey for me. Um, so you can do all that out at the Oaks and I, I will lead oh. you through all of it. So Ellen, whenever you're ready, you know, come on out. Please. Uh, excellent. That sounds great. That reminds me of being in Germany. I went to one of those. It was incredible. Like, yeah, the cold and the saunas and like whole places where there's like five different, um, waters and five different kinds of yes. saunas. It's amazing. So, wow, that's super cool. We need those here in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been around so, in Europe for a long, for a long time, and it's just now slowly catching on here. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, uh, Justin, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We appreciate you so much. And for our listeners, be sure and check out all the links in the show notes and have a blessed day.